Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we gather today not to mourn the death of Miitomo, but to celebrate its life. And also to celebrate its death. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We have got a good show for you tonight. We are going to be talking about the end of Miitomo and some PlayStation Amiibo-y things. Uh, and then come back on Thursday, where we are going to be ranking the Koopalings definitively and uh, in- indisputably. It'll be a good ranking, Mark, don't you think? I'm super excited. I think it's... it's uh, oh, it's going to be so good. We've ranked some important things before. Uh-huh, but never this important. That's right. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Um, let's move on to our weather report. It's beautiful outside. It's beautiful. Some would even say too hot. Yeah, I mean, it's like back to being summery. It is. It is January summer. Uh, we got we got them hot Santa Ana winds coming in mm-hmm. tonight. So hopefully we don't all burn down. Yeah, yeah. Look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Our guest weather today is Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Um, seems like they're rocking the f- 50s and kind of cloudy. Yeah, going to be a little bit of rain later, later this week. That sounds nice. Yeah, yeah. That sounds really nice. A little bit of rain. Look, I had lunch outside today because it's... Nice and sunny. Uh huh. I tell you what, though, I was too hot. It was warm. Yeah, it was warm. I was sitting in the direct sunlight. I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> I got, I gotta find. I must seek shade. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Big ups to our mm-hmm. listeners in uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Uh, the reason I picked Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, is because that is the home of Dolly World, which is, of course, Dolly Parton's theme park complex. Now, is that Dolly World or Dolly Wood? Oh, Dollywood. Yes. Dollywood. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Thank you. And I made formerly, that mistake earlier. Formerly Dollywood Land. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. When it was a real estate development. Right. Um, the land part burned down. Mm. So now it's just Dollywood. Now it's just, and the, then the whole place is known to colloquially as known to? <laughs> <laughs> what am I saying? But look, I mean, language is constantly evolving. So as long as you're understood, it doesn't really matter what you're saying or how you say it. Uh, why are you thinking about Dollywood? Well, because RuPaul's Drag Race is back. Mm, okay. And there's... No uh, explanation <laughs> necessary. <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race uh, All-Star Season 3 mm-hmm. is back. And... Uh, there's a queen on it named Trixie Mattel, mm-hmm. who um, also releases kind of like folksy bluegrass albums. Yeah. And during the talent competition, which you know there was one, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she performed one of her songs and was wearing this very like what Dolly Parton 1970s, uh. you know, um, get up. It was it was great. Uh, look, man, I love Dolly Parton. She's wonderful. She's, great. She's, a, She's national a national treasure. treasure. Yeah, yes. I mean, we never yeah. really need a, uh, an excuse to celebrate Dolly Parton. Uh, but here we are doing it anyway. Here's yes. another thing that we're doing anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, all you need do is shoot me an email with your home address. Or any, I guess, mailing address. It could be work or a P.O. box. That's, yeah, that's true. Or your home address. <laughs> Get your parents' permission first if you're under 18. 
uh, and email that to Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. I send Sonic Forces to you. You enjoy it or don't enjoy it for as long as you want, and then you just drop it in the mail on back to me. Um, it, this costs you nothing. It costs you nothing, uh, except, of course, that you will have to endure some amount of Sonic Forces. If you choose for that amount to be zero, that that's a choice that you can make. You are within your rights. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone who has uh, borrowed it so far has at least enjoyed borrowing it, if not enjoyed playing it. Mark, are you ready to uh, get into what we've been playing this week? I am ready. Let's do it. So, Mark, you picked up one of the new releases uh, from this week on Switch. Yeah, finally. We talk about games all the time, but I feel like in new releases. (laughs) But I feel like we don't always buy something from it. But yeah, I picked up Celeste. Yeah. Which is a 2D platformer. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, this is one that in the Nintendo Direct Mini, they... Uh, talked about the fact that there's like a assist mode that you can turn on that has like different variables uh, that allow you to kind of like because this is one of those like super challenging platforming games. Yeah, one of those like ultra precise platformers. Yeah, and I was kind of expecting, so I was expecting to uh, engage the assist mode pretty early on. Assist mode activated. (laughs) And I, I haven't made it super far. I'm like uh, three levels in, but I have found that I haven't, I haven't, and I haven't needed to use assist mode because I found that this game is like really well balanced mm-hmm. where um, it is challenging. Like I've died like 200 times, but it's, at, at it's the end set of every, up for that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. At the end of every level, it tells you like how many times you've died. And, uh, and, but it's balanced really well in that there's like, collectibles that you can find and get and some of them are very challenging to try to like figure out how you're supposed to do it mm-hmm. with the mechanics of the game but to actually just like there's and they're like little strawberries and a lot of times i'm just like i if i can't figure out how to get it i'm just gonna move past it yeah and you usually can do that fairly easily um and i, su- I assume you can revisit levels whenever you want yeah to, like, totally yeah uh and it's not easy even mm-hmm. like uh, without the getting all of the strawberries, but it's still challenging. Like it's still, it's not a breeze. It's it's great. I'm really enjoying the presentation. Uh, it's you know it has that kind of 16 bit yeah style. pixelated yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the music is really good. There's a little bit of a story in it that in the beginning I was kind of like, oh this is dumb, but <laughs> uh it, once it once you get just like a little bit into it, you realize that there it's really well done. Okay. Um, and I'm again just in like the early going, but it kind of deals with like depression and stuff like that. So what? And what, it, it's really interesting. What like is the the setup of the story? Like what? So you uh you play as a girl who you can name. I can't remember what the default name is. I just went with that. It's like Meredith or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you are um coming to climb Celeste Mountain. Okay. And you and so each level is just kind of like a different part of Celeste. Uh the first one is like an ab- abandoned city. And so uh and I guess not to get I won't get like too spoilery, but uh 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. You're uh, just like you're just, climbing this mountain. You set out to climb, and a you have like some amount of self doubt, and you meet like uh, some different people along the way and things like that. I would doubt myself climbing a mountain. <laughs> I feel like that would be most of what I would feel. Yeah, and like you're doing it and pain to try to you know basically just be like prove that you can. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's really cool. It was like twenty bucks. I'm really glad I picked it up. I'll definitely be playing like the rest of the way through it. Yeah, and it seems like it's been uh really well received and well reviewed um right now. So I that that's a that's one that I'm also uh hoping to get into soon. I'm kind of still fresh off my uh Meat Boy experience, and the games seem similar to me. Very similar. I uh, I would say this is more from the little bit that I've seen and played of Meat Boy. Uh, this hangs together a little better mm. in like Meat Boy really is just kind of like uh puzzle room to puzzle room. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't I, I guess again my limited experience with it, it, it doesn't have a lot of atmosphere. It I mean, Meat Boy has some atmosphere, but no real like coherent sense of place. Um and it sounds like Celeste being that it's named for its setting, um, at least has its um and just like looking at it aesthetically, it seems like it's uh, going, it's uh, evoking a specific mood from the setting. Yes, absolutely. And it, it uses that to kind of like drive you mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Then that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've been playing Pokemon Crystal version on the 3DS. Uh, I have never played a Generation 2 Pokemon game. So this is a a first for me and this is a uh like the third version yes it is the third prong of gold and silver silver yeah um and i don't really know what compelled me to do this i had uh like 20 bucks in 3ds cash just sitting around um and i was like hey i can pick up this game and then something else later uh so that's exactly what i did so how is it coming going back from uh sun and moon uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't even really think of it as it doesn't feel at all like the same game as Sun and Moon. Um, but you know when uh when Red, Yellow, Red, Yellow, and Blue were all um released on the 3DS, maybe about a year ago at this point. Um, I I picked up um, I picked up Red because like you know that's the the version of the of the game that I had in the first place and like the first Pokemon game that I ever played. Um, so it feels more like a beefed up version of that. Um, even just like the, the little improvements to the presentation, like, uh, you know, the, the Pokemon all have like a small little animation when you start fighting them instead of being just like a static image. Um, all that little stuff helps. Um, and it's also, you know, it's a Game Boy Color game originally, so it's presented in color instead of in, uh, just like Game Boy black and white which is always more engaging now. I mean, I know the the Game Boy sold a lot of hardware and a lot of software, but man, it's amazing to me how much black and white gaming we were do- doing in like the 90s. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's a a fun game. It's Pokémon. Um who who's your starter? My starter is the uh he's a water crocodile thing, like a Totodile. I think is what it's called. I'm not super familiar with like the the Gen two um, starters or like any any of that. Um, what what's the uh, like the fire the, one the is a fire like. porcupine. Oh okay. Um and the we'll we'll get to the the region question in a second. Um and the uh the grass type is like just a a, a 
I don't even know what it is. <laughs> it's like it's some weird little crawly animal thing. <laughs> um uh and that's what my um what my rival has. Uh so it, it, the the region is called Johto. Um and I'm not totally clear what it's about yet. Um but it does seem like a a more um alive place than uh the the original Pokémon where like you know I've encountered like ruins um and it feels like the Pokemon are more like a living part of this world and less like, you know, a weird computer program that everyone enslaves and makes, you know, fight for them. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still early going here. Uh, I'm, I'm through the, the first gym uh, and, you know, just kind of like having fun um, with a classic Pokemon game that I don't have. Like, it's so close to being uh, like red and blue, but just like, isn't right so it's 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 like uh playing lost levels for the first time at super mario brothers where you're like i know how this works but all the particulars are a little bit different um so i don't know that's it's been cool and fun and i'm enjoying it and uh you know someday someday there will be a pokemon game on switch and it will all these games will be compatible with pokemon bank presumably and i'll be able to you know upload my yeah you're just getting a head start i'm just getting a head start but like that's actually fun and something that like i never really uh, like appreciated or got excited about when we were playing sun and moon that like we'll be able to take these these pokemon into whichever like big one we play next um and i like the the fact that i've got you know, now that, and then my Gen 1, and now, like, a Gen 2. Like, I'm going to be able to pull a bunch of weird Pokemon <laughs> into whichever version of this I play next. Hopefully. i not confirmed that <laughs> uh, Pokemon Switch is supported by Pokemon Bank, but it's got to be, right? Yeah, eventually. Yeah, right. I mean, the game has to come out first, yes. I guess. <laughs> um, and then I've also been paying attention to uh, Japanese Evo was this weekend. Um, and so, you know, they have, uh, there, there was an arms tournament there and smash and, um, street fighter. And I mostly paid attention to the street fighter, um, five tournament. Um, but you know, all fun, high level play there and, um, super fun stuff to watch on, on Twitch. And then, you know, all all the highlights on YouTube. Is Evo an acronym? I think it's short for evolution oh okay great but i don't know why that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know why evolution would be what the, what the fighting game is the uh, tournament is called um all right mark that's what we've been playing or watching this week let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week so january 31st the pokin tournament dx battle pack round one that was announced in the uh nintendo direct mini yep is dropping that's i guess i didn't think about it at the time how this is dlc for a game that already had a bunch of dlc basically pokin tournament must have been doing must be doing great uh, yeah it must be well it's not just that it already had dlc it had dlc in the arcades where no one could buy it Right. Right? But it also had DLC on the Wii U version, at least initially, I'm assuming, right? Right, but a lot of those characters, a lot of the DLC characters did not come to the Wii U. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so this This game persists. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's... And who knows how or why? (laughs) Other than, I guess, it's because it's called the Pokemon. Yeah. That's probably it. I guess. 
and then February 1st, there's a bunch of indie games coming out on the Switch eShop. You have uh, Her Majesty's uh, Spiffing, Island Flight Simula- Simulator, Night in the Woods, which includes or including the Weird Autumn and Solstice content. Mm-hmm. Is that bundled in, or is it like the Darkest Dungeon where it's like two different versions? And no, it, so it, it's all uh, all of the um, like extra content. The, the Weird Autumn is like a director's cut version of the game. Oh, okay. Um, so it's all... Uh, Night in the Woods is coming, you know, full feature to to Switch, basically. And then SteamWorld Dig, Skyforce Reloaded. The Neo Geo game of the week is Samurai Showdown 2, which is a cool... That's a good one. Samurai Showdown 2 is sort of where uh, Samurai Showdown really found its legs. um, And before, like, the series gets kind of crazy. But it also has, like, some of the worst translation in, like, Japanese game. Like, the language in it is, like, off the hook. Errors in every sentence. (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, Also of note that this last week it was announced that the uh, ACA Neo Geo games have sold over 1 million copies on Switch. So good on the uh, Arcade Archives guys yeah, for seriously. supporting Things like thing. Hamster Corporation or something? Something like that, yeah. yeah that's uh, kind of an insane number. Yeah, I mean, that is out of how many games that they've released. How many Neo Geo games are on this thing? Yeah, th- I mean, that's true. Probably right. like 20. 20? Because they've released one a week since, at least one a week since the Switch came out, basically. Yeah. So probably closer to like... 30 or 40. How many Neo Geo games are there? (laughs) How many different times can we buy King of Fighters, Mark? Would they, uh, apparently over a million. That's a good point. Uh, Frederick 2, Evil Strikes Back, and Shiftlings, all coming out February 1st. And then on February 3rd, Saturday, weirdly, um, Super Mario 3D Land, The Legend of Zelda, Link Between Worlds, and Ultimate NES Remix for the 3DS are all becoming Nintendo Selects for 1999. I say weirdly because usually Nintendo releases things on Friday. Yeah, but I mean, this is really or just Sunday. like a, a price drop and a repackaging. Yeah. Yeah, Saturday is super weird. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, I don't get it. Uh, are there... I know we're probably mostly in the... Um, I left my 3DS behind, um, you know, mode right now. But are there any of those uh, a Nintendo Selects that you're interested in picking up, Mark? Super Mario 3D Land. Yeah? Yeah. It's a good game. Uh, yeah, I am tempted by that. I also um, am kind of interested in Night in the Woods. Mm, yeah. Uh, I only know a little bit about it, but from what I do know... It seems pretty interesting. It's like a uh, like an adventure game, kind of, right? I believe so. Yeah, or like a narrative experience, uh huh. Where you're like animals, and I've heard it compared a little bit to like Oxenfree. Okay, okay. Where it's it mostly you know like the joy of the game comes from talking to with different characters and like the relationships that you establish, right? And the relationship, yeah, between them. You yeah. you said relationships, and then I was like, oh, I thought of something. Relationships. <laughs> All right, Mark, let's move out of the new releases here. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece, 
shoot, I gotta find where this thing starts here. Sorry, 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 sorry. Check it out. Today we are talking about printers. Have you ever had a printer at home that you mm. liked, that worked well, mm. seamlessly, mm. and that if somebody was like, I need a printer, you'd be like, I have one to recommend to you. No, I feel like that's an unrecommendable thing, right? Um, I had, I, I bought a printer shortly after moving to LA because I was like, because I was taking a... Um, a uh, writing class. I'm going to turn this down a little bit. Um, I was taking a, a, a sketch writing class and I was like, uh, I needed to print out sketches because this is long enough ago when like it wouldn't have made sense to like upload them to a Dropbox and everyone would just read them from their phone anyway. Right, yeah. Um, and uh, so like I Oh, because we're a million years old. Sorry. We're a million I don't know years old, was, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was five years ago. Like, yeah. It's the difference that five years makes, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, so, like, I bought one then, and, you know, I used it for the two consecutive sketch writing classes that I took, and then I stopped printing stuff, and then, like, the ink dried out, and, uh, you know, it became, like, a broken, busted-up hunk of junk, and then I think we, like, recycled it at Staples or something. Yeah, printers are one of those things that, like, you occasionally need one in your life now, and when you do, it's so annoying. Yeah. Because yeah. none of them work well. No. I've never had a printer that I liked or uh, that worked, like, consistently. What? So how, when you do need to print things now, what is your go-to solution? Work. Work. Just do it at work? Yeah. Uh, do you ever do the thing where you're, like, you wait for, like, other people to go and then, like, you print the stuff that you need to print? Or, like, is, is there anything to, like, being secretive about printing the things you're printing? Uh, I mean... <laughs> You just, in a communal work environment, you just don't want to leave things in the printer. Mm-hmm. And that's just good etiquette. That, I mean, that is just good etiquette. If you print something, pick it up. Yeah. Other people don't want to encounter this thing. No, other people don't need, like, the uh, all the vacuum cleaners that you're interested in. No. <laughs> that you're printing off for reference material for some reason. That's right. Or everyone doesn't, don't need, like three headshots that you're choosing between for, for something dumb. Look, right. Mark and I aren't actors, but every now and then... Every now and then you need a headshot. It's LA, people. Yeah, you just need it for, like, to get a coffee, right? <laughs> you try to get a coffee, and you're like, here's my headshot. Yeah. And they're like, it'll be $3. <laughs> yeah, it's a... I, I wish there was an easy solution for printing, mm-hmm. um, but, like... I don't know. I, I even uh, I, I, I don't I don't think anyone would be happy with like a printer that's like pretty good or like a black and white printer. Like you need to have a printer that can do amazing printing. All right. Right. But you need that like once every two years. Yes. And so even if you have that amazing printer, I mean, imagine you're living in a fantasy world. Sure. Where you own that amazing printer. Mm hmm. And if anyone does have an amazing printer that they would like to recommend to us, please, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. Or just, like, send it to us. Yeah, just, 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 just send the printer to us. Just write Nintendo Cartridge Society, <laughs> put some stamps on the box. It'll, 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 get, its, found. It, it'll get found. It'll get found. But uh, then every two years, when you go to print, you run out of ink. Yeah. 
Yes. And then you then you have to go get ink cartridges. Okay, he, so here's the future, though. Inkless printers. Uh, I'm listening. I don't know how it works. Well, if you did, you'd be a millionaire. Yeah, I would, in fact. We recently got a um, a printer at work that is a cartridge-less printer, where it just has, like, little vats of ink that, like, you fill up with, like, a little ink pouch. Okay. Um, and uh, it prints nicely. Wait, how is this different from ink? Is, is, isn't this just ink cartridges by another name? Yeah, probably. But they're, they're like tanks. It has like tanks of ink. Um, so I guess you're not replacing the cartridge. You're just replacing. You are just, you're uh, just refilling filling the ink. ink. Right. Yes. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's slow and not reliable and doesn't have double-decker scanning, which is, I mean, like, come on, I'm going to need to print more than one sheet of thing at a time. <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll never know for sure. Uh, we, will, we will, in fact, never know for sure. Was that filmed in a train station? Is that what all that steam being released was? No. So we were accompanied today by beatboxer Yala Massive. Um, and this is a whole like performance where this beatboxer like comes out on stage. And there are like strobe lights and a smoke machine. Oh, and, and stuff. that was a fog machine. That's exactly what that oh, was. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so it, it was like a full-blown, like real performance of 433. It's just a, a little noisy. <laughs> All right, Mark, let's get into the news. All right, so this first piece of news hits a little close to my heart. Atari wants to bring Roller Coaster Tycoon to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Roller Coaster Tycoon is a franchise that I love. As a kid, I poured probably like hundreds of hours into Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 and Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. Yeah. Um, last week, the company started an investment campaign on the crowdfunding platform Start Engine. This differs from other crowdsourcing sites in that backers are actually making an investment in the game, and so they ostensibly receive some sort of payout if certain revenue goals are met. Sure. Um, so, uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon on Switch would be awesome. The problem is that Atari hasn't made like a good new roller coaster tycoon game yeah for a long time uh isn't there's there's a mobile one right there's a mobile one Mm -hmm. which i'm guessing this one would be based off of uh and so the mobile one it has a lot of like is microtransaction based they released one for the pc called uh roller coaster tycoon world uh, a couple of years ago that was not very well received it was really buggy here's the thing though like two years ago on ios and android devices Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic came out, and it was a port, like an updated port of uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 and Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. And it was the whole thing for, I think, like $10 or $15. And yeah. it's awesome. Right. That's it's, exactly what you want. It's out of exactly what I want. And so, like, all you have to do is throw that on Switch, and I'm happy. Right. But uh, evidently, Atari needs funding for it. Right. Well, I mean, an Atari is a company that is just a name at this point. Yeah, 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 fair you enough. You know, so um, I'm guessing that it's just like a venture capitalist firm right. that has the name Atari and, and the rights like looking, to Roller Coaster Yeah, tycoon. and is looking to like leverage these IP. So oh. it's a little disappointing. I mean, I guess it would be cool to have Roller Coaster Tycoon on Switch. Really what I want is just uh, the that classic version because you could have the touchscreen controls. Yeah that the iPad version has and figure out a way to use like Joy-Con as a mouse. Yeah, and uh, you know, 
Get that HD rumble in there. <laughs> get that HD rumble get in there. When like when uh you don't complete a roller coaster, but let it go, th- but let the train go through anyway, so it like crashes off the tracks oh, yeah. into a group of people. Get let me feel that in HD. I want to feel my that human agony <laughs> of people screaming as they careen off a, lo- a jump. It's what HD rumble was made for. Yeah, to communicate your horrible roller coaster failings. But seriously though, if roller coaster tycoon Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. came to Switch. I would pay like twenty bucks for that. It's easy money. It's an easy twenty bucks. Yeah, nothing else. Uh, Nintendo has announced the end of Miitomo. I oh. guess this is kind of the big news for the week. Miitomo. Uh, if you're not familiar with Miitomo, it's their social media app that was originally introduced in March of 2016. Uh, so service will end officially at midnight Pacific time on May 9th. And once the service ends, the app will completely cease to function. So uh, any clothing, wallpaper, posters, anything that you purchased or created will disappear. And you can transfer your Mii character to your your uh, Nintendo account, but their personality and any other information will not carry over. So the, the Mii's personalities, so they... I'm, didn't really use Miitomo very much. You and I, I think, turned it on a couple times for the purposes of this show. Yeah. Right? Um, but, like, in what ways your character's personality expressed? Just, like, through your answering questions or? Yeah, I guess so. And maybe there was, like, a way that you could customize it to make, like, your me timid or your me, you know, like, energetic or whatever. Right. But those, the souls of the me's are being wiped exactly. out. Exactly. It'll be. M- Mere me husks. Yes. <laughs> Mere uh, me husks. Yeah. <laughs> Displayed grotesquely. <sighs> like but corpses. Just saved on your phone. Well, forever. Okay. I mean, with any of these virtual g- games that you're buying uh, virtual items with real money, eventually there's going to be an end of life or something like that. Yeah. And and that's that's always a little bit crappy. Does this seem um, fast to you? I mean, Miitomo was never a huge success. Yeah. Uh, and Nintendo themselves said that, uh, like, not viewership. Users. Um, like, engagement, yeah. yeah, has dropped off significantly. So it's obvious that, you know, they're just kind of cutting their losses. I think the thing that, to me, is a little bit gross is that, in the West anyways, they're not giving any refunds for unspent Miitomo coins. Mm. And... So they're like, but you have a few more months that you can buy virtual items with, you know, so and enjoy. But then it's all just going away. Yeah. I mean, it, it, since it's all just going away. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess it's, it, it, that's a good point. Like, I feel like they should give like people who want refunds on uh, unused Miitomo coins. I feel like they should give them that money back. Yeah. But I mean, like that's. First of all, why are you buying just like a bunch of Miitomo coins that you're not like immediately spending, right? Like who's just like banking a bunch of like, oh, I'll spend $100 worth of Miitomo coins eventually. Who's doing that? I don't know. I and su- stop doing that. I'm sure, well, I'm sure, I'm sure somebody is, right? Yeah, probably. I don't know. It, uh, that I have no pity for this person. <laughs> that part of it just feels a little uh, gross to me. But... Uh yeah, I I we downloaded Miitomo. I fired it up. It, I thought it found it very like user unfriendly. Yeah, 
Yeah, and like if there is a like fun experience buried in there somewhere, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um. So it's an interesting but failed experiment in uh, Nintendo's kind of rocky mobile outings. I mean, really, less than two years is how long this thing will have have been active. A little over two years. From uh, wait, March twenty sixteen. Oh, to, to, May. to May. To May. Okay. Um. Yeah. So just a little over two years. I mean, like, that is short. That is not a lot of time to support something. No, not at all. And not just to, like, sunset it, but to completely be, like, cut it off entirely. When yeah. you open the app, you're just going to get a message saying that it's not supported. <laughs> saying this is not an app anymore. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you think any of it has to do with uh, putting the Mies to bed? Being like, Mies aren't, aren't a thing anymore. Right. I, we know that you can still make them on the Switch. We don't care about it anymore. There are no more Wii line of games. Um, and, like, there's no more Me Plaza in uh, on the 3DS. Like, all of these things are gone. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, I don't know if it's, like, a conscious effort to do away with the Miis, but I think it definitely is, like, the killing blow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, yes, you, I guess you can still make Miis on Switch, and they show up in Mario Kart Deluxe 8. But other than that, I can't think of any other application that they currently have. Yeah. Man, it's so, you know, we were playing uh, Wii Music last week, and, like, it was sort of fun to see all those Miis again. Um, But I think that's sort of something that, like, I need to be away from and then see again and be like, oh, I remember. These are all my friends from college. I mean, it's it's just a very, the Miis are an artifact of their time. Yeah. I mean, does Xbox still have those avatars? avatars I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It it feels like something from 10 years ago. And it is. <laughs> With the Psyched Densetsu collection that was released on Switch and the upcoming Secret of Mana remake for PS4 and Xbox One, Square Enix has recently started doing more with the Mana series. Uh, it also showed up on... Uh, Secret of Mana showed up on the SNES Classic Edition. Yep. Uh, it's and recently the... Uh, um, the uh first one the, which was like final fantasy legends was uh ported over to or like re-released on vita right? oh yeah you're right you're that, right i mean that was maybe a year and a half ago or two years ago or something yeah like. um according to current series producer masura oyamata the ultimate goal is to make a new entries and en- entry in the series what yeah so he said quote personally after i l- took up the role as the producer of the Mana series, it has been our goal to create a new title in the Mana series. With that said, there has been this period of time that an entry in the Mana series hasn't been released. We've decided to remake the adventure of Mana, the Adventures of Mana and Secret of Mana in order for people who have played the titles to get to know it once again, as well as give players who are new to the series an opportunity to experience the game and get everyone up to speed. Uh, so this is just a three-game series, right? Right. Um, Legend of Mana, Secret of Mana, and then the sequel to that that we never saw um, in the West. Um, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It, it may see uh, new life. I think it also fits with what the CEO of Square Enix said recently, just talking about how they want to leverage their IP in new ways and uh, bring some of these mid-tier titles, which is something that uh, Square Enix kind of excels at. Right, right. Like, uh, obviously, with um, Octopath Traveler forthcoming, and like the um, that, like, Bravely games yeah, that, on, like, on Bravely, 3DS. Um, and I could see 
a world where the mana series kind of like fits in there as well. So I, you know, I think we would all assume in our hearts that it would be coming to Switch. And uh, <laughs> uh, Oyamata had this to say about it. Considering the amount of passion people have for the platform, meaning the Switch, it will be hard to remove it as a release option for any future projects. Yeah, I think especially if it's if they're aiming for that like sort of mid-range, um, you know, obviously Lost Sphere just came out last week um, on all platforms, including Switch. Uh, and the uh, I Am Setsuna, like, that's the right, like, price point, I think, for a game like this, and, like, the right level of presentation for a new uh, mana game. I also like that he said, uh, considering the amount of passion people have for the platform, because that is true. I think anytime a developer announces a new game that isn't announced for Switch, they're inundated with people being, like, why isn't this on switch is this going to come is this going to come to switch yeah looks great bring it to switch yeah we love every uh and that's what i think is an interesting thing about the switch hardware in general is that the selling point of the system in a lot of ways is the system itself yeah people just love the hardware yeah well i mean you can take it in bed with you (laughs) (laughs) you can play it on a plane mark uh, speaking of bringing games to Switch, Epic Games Worldwide creative director Donald Mustard answered a question on Twitter that seems like he might be hinting at Fortnite coming to Switch. When asked by a Fortnite fan whether Mustard was interested in bringing the game to the Nintendo platform, Mustard replied, quote, yes, yes, I am. Hopefully we do that at some point, exclamation mark, end quote. Uh, hopefully we do that at some point. Yeah. Dude, you're the worldwide creative director. <laughs> worldwide, Mark. Worldwide. If anybody has influence, it's Donald Mustard when he's not busy murdering Mrs. White. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Fortnite, for uh, people who aren't um, clued into non-Nintendo gaming news, um, is a a, a game that has stolen part of its um, gameplay mechanics from um, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, which is a, a hugely popular um like battle royale game where a hundred players are dropped onto a map and they have to just like fight each other to the death in a shrinking arena um and so fortnite has borrowed or stolen or emulated that mechanic um and uh is finding a lot of success um it's you know available on pc and consoles and just not uh not on switch yet and if uh, if it were to come to Switch, it means it would likely beat something like Player Unknown's Battleground to Switch, um, which would be a big deal. Those are uh, big selling uh, and big, um, hu- huge player bases. Yeah. Uh, also, this kind of segues into a rumor that I've been reading online, Ooh. or just kind of like the uh, rumor time. Yeah, the uh, the buzz right now, kind of, is that. <laughs> Nintendo's 2018 mm. is supposedly going to be very like port focused from uh, from Nintendo like first party. Okay. So, you know, we've already we're seeing Bayonetta 1 and 2. We're seeing uh Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Right. I think or Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. And so kind of like the word right now is that there will, of course, be new games like Kirby and Yoshi and, you know, probably something bigger for the holidays. But that 2018 is kind of a regrouping year for Nintendo first parties and that they're uh, going to be counting on these ports and on third party companies picking up the slack. Mm. So that seems to me that they are 
expecting or know of bigger third-party games that are going to be coming to Switch sometime this year. Yeah, well, and it's a, you know, this is a brand new genre, right, of of games. Like, Player Unknown started to, like, appear, like, early last year, right? Early but, 2017, I, I think, is when I started to hear about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, has now, like, everywhere where either Player Unknown or um Fortnite I guess GTA 5 also has a, a mode similar um to that but wherever those platforms aren't there's a, a a huge black hole for that style of game and I mean for the most part now on like all the current generation hardware it's just the Switch and the old 3DS <laughs> um that don't have games like that so um and you know obviously if if what you're saying about Nintendo you know I mean, they're, they're not quick to follow those kinds of trends anyway. So, like, we're not going to see, like, a Splatoon Battle Royale anytime soon. Um, but, like, yeah, there's there's a, a market for it, yeah, certainly it'll be, on Switch. Definitely. It'll be interesting to see what company gets there first. Yeah, absolutely. And then, finally, uh, a new line of PlayStation-licensed Amiibo-esque figures are in production from ThinkGeek. Uh, the line is called Totaku. Is mm-hmm. that right? Uh, you would think it would be Toitaku, if anything, but no, it's Totaku. Yeah. And the first wave of figures are releasing on March 23rd. Uh, I guess, like, the big difference between this and Amiibo is that there's no in-game functionality for any of the figures. Right, no near-field readers. But they uh, resemble Nintendo's Amiibos in size. They're not posable, and they all have, like, uniform bases. Yeah, it's the, like, the PlayStation, um, like, the the plus, the, uh, the D-pad shape uh the first wave includes kratos from god of war uh who is this from tekken hey hachi hey hachi from tekken uh hunter from bloodborne a car from wipeout the car from wipeout mm-hmm. uh sack boy from little big planet and parappa the rapper and crash bandicoot you know what we say if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck it's, it's an amiibo probably, probably an amiibo <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, it, and then there are um, more of these uh, forthcoming. Yes, yet, bated yet be breath. Bated breath. Um, they're retailing for cheaper than Amiibo. They're I nine, saw that, yeah. $9.99, um, and they're supposed to be like four inches tall. They look uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they look fine. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to get excited about them, though. It's hard to get excited about them. Partly, I mean, it's the same reason... That it's hard to get. It was hard to get excited for PlayStation All Stars or whatever it was called. Sure, that dude, you just aren't in love with these things the same way that we are with Mario. Yeah, it's like, do I really need an adorable figure of Kratos from God of War? And how adorable could that figure even be? Not very. Um, like I guess like Sackboy from Little Big Planet is pretty cute. Yeah, and I mean, I like uh, Parappa the Rapper, but I'm also like, when's the last time I enjoyed playing a Parappa the Rapper game? I mean, the car from Wipeout? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Crash Bandicoot? Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, I guess it's just hard to get excited about these. Um, it's a little bit weird to me that Heihachi is in here. Um, is Tekken a PlayStation brand? Yeah, that's a good that's a good I point. I mean, it's owned by a Bandai Namco, right? Right. They do they they make Tekken. All right. <laughs> I Mark, I just don't know. Um do you w- would there be is there a uh Totaku that would be like is there a PlayStation brand toy that like you could get excited about or that you would want 
that they just didn't make for this toy series. Um, oh, let's blue sky. I'm trying to think. I mean, a Ratchet and Clank seems like a no brainer. Yeah, yeah, that that would be a good pull. Um, I mean, I like the Uncharted games and The Last of Us, but like, I don't really want a, a little Nathan Drake or like a little Joel and Ellie. Or... Well, I mean, there's also something weird about him being human. Yeah, right. Because like, yeah. yeah, there are human esque amiibos. Yeah, but like you know, Mario's like dragging a fireball across <laughs> his chest, or like the Fire Emblem dudes all have like swords and capes and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. There's something very strange about like, and here's a normal guy with a gun. <laughs> yeah, I just there's just something less fun about it. Yeah, Fat Princess. I would enjoy a. a oh yeah, a, that a would fat be Princess perfect. Totaku. That's, yeah, get on that, Thinky. <laughs> fat Princess. Except no substitutes. <laughs> All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. All right, and that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, if you could please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out immeasurably. Um, people can find the show, and then other people can talk about it, and then everyone can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. Thank you, as always, to everybody who has already uh rated us we really appreciate it mm-hmm. uh and then if you're you know in the uh engaging with nintendo cartridge society mood and you want to follow us on twitter we are at Nincart society on twitter and our facebook page is just nintendo cartridge society so check us out in those places if you like market minds opinions we write about comic books on retconpunch.com olivia duncan made our logo our theme music is provided by ape betty you can find more of ape betty's music by going to ape betty.com or by listening right now For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thanks for listening. What's a creative podcast network?